Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Swami Narayan, Namaste, welcome back. So, I gotta tell you, it's a Friday night here in Portland, man. It is swelteringly hot. I have a rag here. If I'm wiping my head, don't be offended. I got the windows open, but I don't have an air conditioning. And, uh, oh, it's so hot. And I got like two to three hours of sleep last night. And when you're already being drained by the heat and you didn't sleep, I really shouldn't be doing this show. But I really wanted to talk to all of you tonight about something that's in the news. Now, this is a Christian topic. It's not Sanatana Dharma. But I think it's interesting. I also think it is sad. It's sad because it is teaching something that is leading people, I think, away from God. And that's what I do on this channel. The opposite of that, I mean. <laughs> I want you to find God. I want you to know God. I'm not saying here that I'm a guru and I'm going to do this for you, but I'm laying scriptures out, talking about stuff, hopefully inspiring you, whatever. And hopefully you can find God and know that knowing God is the greatest thing you'll possibly do with your life. And so when I saw this thing, even though it's not Sanatana Dharma related, it just made me sad. It just made me sad. Also, uh, now, let me, let me say, one might ask, what do we care about what Christians do? Well, we really don't care. I mean, they could do whatever they want. They can believe whatever they want, say whatever they want, as long as they don't hurt anyone, right? It doesn't affect us, which is true on some level. But this thing we're going to discuss tonight is being taught to children. And those children are our civic leaders tomorrow. They are our teachers, our ministers, our mayors, our whoever, our artists, you name it. They are tomorrow. And some of them may leave the church at some point. They may decide Christianity is not for them, and they may decide they want to come over here to Sanatana Dharma because we got something going on that they want. And they may bring with them the ideas that they learned in the church. And the ideas are really not compatible on some level with Sanatana Dharma and will hurt their tradition and will go against the message of the Vedas. That makes me sad. So that's why I'm talking about this thing that a lot of you may not care about. I think it could be relevant tomorrow. So I am discussing tonight the Sparkle Creed of Progressive Christianity. You may have seen this. It's making the buzz. Um, it's a creed that was written in 2021 and by this uh, queer minister. That's her title. Reverend Rachel Small Stokes, she's the pastor of the Emanuel United Church of Christ in Kentucky, and it has now spread to churches across America, maybe other places. There's a video that just went viral of a Lutheran minister doing the Sparkle Creed and the congregation repeating after her, and uh, that's just making waves. So you may have seen this. There's a link down below to that if you haven't. Hang on one second. <coughs> ah. 
the uh, uh, yeah, my throat was doing really bad last night. I had a like sore throat all night. That's why I didn't get any sleep. So excuse me for that. Anyways, this Sparkle Creed has raised the ire of Christians and probably non-Christians like myself because it is really unbiblical. Now, I'm not going to get into what progressive Christianity is. You may or may not know about that. I don't really want to go there. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is progressive and woke, fused with Christianity. A lot of people say that the Christianity that it is espousing is not Christian. Um, you actually hear progressive Christians saying that they know the truth of Christianity and that for 2,000 years, 100% of Christians have been 100% wrong. And finally, someone who's never read the Bible has a revelation. It's kind of funny how that works. Hmm. Anyways, uh, you know what a creed is. I don't have to tell you what a creed is. It's a statement of faith. The churches often read them during the service. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. There's a couple of them, uh, such as the Nicene Creed that forms the foundation of Christianity. In Christianity, the idea is that statement of faith lets people know what you believe. And churches that do not share, uh, what is it, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, might be another one. Churches do not, that do not follow those often are seen as non-Christian. They're out on the fringe. So, for example, to make it clear, the Mormons don't follow these creeds. They have their own creed. The Christian Science Church, Jehovah's Witnesses, don't follow these. I don't know if the Seventh-day Adventists do. Many people say that those are not legitimate Christian churches because they do not follow the belief system which makes you a Christian. So that's what a statement of, um, you know, that's what a creed is. We, we really don't have one, I don't think, in Sanatana Dharma. There is one for Shaivism. I've seen a statement of faith that has been created. It's pretty modern, though, but I don't really think we have one uh, for Sanatana Dharma. I think we our, our beliefs are too diverse, and the branches of the tree that comes off the Vedas is too diverse. But you, you know what it is. Anyway, so there is this creed that has been going around, and I'd like to now read it, and you can watch the video later. Um, like I said, link down below to one of the videos. You can probably just Google YouTube and find it. And then we will discuss it a little bit. And some of my feelings on this and why I think it's sad. So this is the creed written by Reverend Rachel Smallstokes. I'm assuming a lesbian or non-binary or trans or something. So the statement says, I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. 
I believe in the call to each of us that love is love is love. So beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Where should we start? Well, just a few things. Um, first of all, God in the pure form, in Sanatana Dharma, is without body. It's Brahman, no body. God manifests into a physical form, such as Shiva or Vishnu or Krishna, so that we may see God. But in essence, God is really beyond any of that. God is beyond a body. God doesn't really have a body. So the first line of, I believe in the non-binary God, basically implies that God is gendered in something, but it doesn't really work because God is beyond binary, beyond gender, beyond a body, really. As for pronouns or plural, the idea is that in the Bible, um, oh, well, sometimes God is he and sometimes she, and I guess they here, I don't know. It's, in the Sanatana Dharma tradition, we had the Srimad Bhagavatam, and God is referred to as he. So for me, I believe in the male God whose pronouns are he, she. <laughs> I believe in Jesus Christ, their child. I have no idea what that means unless their being the pronoun or is their meaning. Well, it says who wore a fabulous tunic. I don't know how this person knows Jesus wore a tunic. We have no photos. Also, how do we know it's fabulous? Also, when people think of Jesus, do they think of Jesus's tunic? I don't really think so. Usually I think people think of Jesus up on a cross wearing pretty much a loincloth. Fabulous, gay slang term. And the fact that it's fashion, very much implying some gay stereotype here. But it says, I believe in Jesus Christ, their child who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads. Two dads. Now is that meaning Joseph and Jesus? Or is there two gods? Or I really have no idea. But Jesus has two dads. Therefore, if you have two dads or whatever, anyone. Anyways, and so everyone is a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit. What is This is obviously the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost is not a rainbow. Now, sometimes we represent the Holy Ghost by like a rainbow or a dove. The Holy Ghost, from what I understand, has no form. Kind of like Brahman. This is a formless entity. It's not a rainbow. Um, who shatters our image of one white light. I assume that means white people. It shatters the diversity of white oppression and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. Oh, it's such gay slang here. It's really stereotypical. It's... It, it, oh, anyways. So basically, they've given form to the Holy Ghost, who's now a rainbow, and refracts that rainbow, even though the Holy Ghost isn't actually a rainbow. <laughs> it, uh, I believe in the Church of Everyday Saints as numerous, creative, and resilient. Well, that's actually pretty cool. I like that. I actually said in my last live show, I wonder if there are people out there who are enlightened, and they just don't tell you. You just don't know it. They're just numerous people going about their business, but they've discovered vision and seeing the world in a new way. 
check out that show if you want to see more of what I say on that. So that's actually kind of nice. But then it says, resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt. Uh, yeah, I nothing against those who died of AIDS. I know some folks who have. But but still, it's it's it's. Uh, this doesn't even talk about the apostles. Most Nicene creeds do actually talk about the apostles. I don't think anyone would say the apostles were resilient, numerous, and creative like an AIDS quilt. Um, whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars and wonder. I I I really don't know what that means. I don't know what that's referencing. It makes a nice picture, I guess. I believe in the call to each of us that love is love is love. Well, did you know a rose is a rose is a rose? <laughs> so you know who says that? That's um, Gertrude Stein. Blanked out for a second. I have read much of Gertrude Stein. I have read the autobiography of Alice B. Toklas. It's great. I've read her really strange plays and poetry. The cow jumps over the moon, the moon, the cow jumps in jumping, the moon, the cow, and the pancake, the pancake and the cow, and the moon jumps. I've read stuff like that. I once was reading the book with somebody, and the guy goes, please put that away. You're insulting my intelligence. <laughs> I used to be really into uh, crazy writing like that. Like, I like Jack Kerouac. And so I read Gertrude Stein. I have hairs in my mouth. My apology. Um but it's almost gibberish for most of us. And to say love is love is love, what does that mean? And then it says, so beloved, not the love of those who love Jesus or whatever, but the ones I love, let us love. I don't know. And then the last line, I believe, period. Um, that's it, I believe. And then it says, help my unbelief. Well, wait a minute, you just said you believe. Do you have unbelief too? What, what unbelief? I believe in God. I personally believe in God. Anyone who watches the show knows I believe in God. I have no doubt in my mind there is a God. I have not questioned that since I discovered God. I haven't always connected with God. But I have known for God since 1996, 97, that there is a God. I failed God many times, but I never questioned that there was one. I have zero unbelief. At times, I didn't know what God looked like. But I had zero unbelief that there was a God. So I don't understand this. Well, I believe, but yet help my unbelief. Is this pastor literally saying that she doesn't believe her own her own thing, her own creed? Now, if you're a Christian scholar, you can dissect this even more than I have. That's not the point here. I want to pull back a little more and look at this from a bigger point of view, from a social point of view, from a Sanatana Dharma point of view. So what is this essentially teaching these Christians? People online who are talking about this actually say that this is not a Lutheran pastor because no Lutheran pastor, well, you can't be Lutheran and believe in this. And this is saying it's just, it's not a church. People are saying this can't be a church because there's nothing here that is Christian. But let's look at what this is teaching. It's basically saying non-binary is God, therefore non-binary for you. Hey, if you're non-binary, that's okay, and that makes you like God. Because God's non-binary, so therefore you can be non-binary. Even if science literally up until three days ago said that that's impossible. 
and there's us evil people who continue to say, no, there's male and female. There's literally maybe a few animals that are quasi non-binary and that's it. And they're not humans. I saw something uh, while I was hunting up the video for this, that actually this guy was saying how drag queens and doing drag is holy. The argument was basically that uh, Jesus said, that he was a like a mother hen, and therefore drag is holy. That was the entire argument. Jesus never said that. He said to some people in a letter, I am doing this like a mother hen. He didn't say he was a mother hen. He didn't say he was a woman. He didn't say he was trans. But according to this pastor, that makes an argument that drag is holy. So if you're doing drag, you're, you're holy now, like a monk. That's what this is teaching. You can be non-binary even if it's not scientific. You can have plural pronouns, whatever, because God has plural pronouns. And you can look fabulous in a tunic. And you can have two dads. And basically, you can be gay or lesbian. That's what this is saying. The fabulous tunic thing is just such a stereotype. All gay men are into fashion. That's what this is implying. It, it's a little insulting because I have had many friends who are gay and relatives, actually. Uh, it, it's just such an old stereotype. It's really sad. Uh, this also gives the Holy Spirit a body, as I said already. Holy Spirit doesn't have a body. It's not a rainbow spirit. It is the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. It's something else. It's not a rainbow. So it's literally taking this God and bringing it to earth and saying, you're this. That'd be Mike, me saying this coffee mug is Krishna. No, no one would no one would ever come back to this channel again if I said that. And the reason this coffee mug is Krishna is because Krishna is good and the coffee inside is good. So therefore, this is Krishna. If that was my argument, you'd all think I was crazy. Uh the let's see love is love is love no i can't do that again the uh patches of the aids quilt uh, i ah uh, i can't and that last line i believe help my unbelief let's step back one more time step back to the bigger picture and let's look at what this is not talking about. So I, I think I have dissected this pretty well. You may disagree with some of my dissection. But let's step back one more time and look at what is missing. And this is really the big thing for me. This is really the reason I wanted to talk about this. Not because I just think it's whatever. So if you know the creeds of the church... Uh, I should probably pull them up here. That might help because I certainly don't have them memorized. <laughs> and let me do that while I'm talking. If you know the creeds, you know one of the things they say is they talk about Jesus, they talk about the apostles. Oh, come on. Here we go. You know, sometimes... My computer has been acting funny all day. There we go. Okay. <laughs> right when I need something. Always on this live show, I run into something. So here is, I'm going to read a few things that are missing 
from this this modern this sparkle creek that i think are very important these are actually the things that are missing from the sparkle creed are actually things that i talk about on this channel in context of sanatana dharma so the nicene creed in the traditional wording uh yeah let's just read the whole thing here I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from the heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And on the third day, he rose again, according to the scriptures and descended into heaven, sitteth on the right hand of the father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. That's the traditional wording. May not be the one if you go to church now. May not be the one you do. So what do we see that is missing from the Sparkle Creed? A description of Jesus. There's really no description of Jesus. What we have is, well, he wore a fabulous tunic. But where in the story of Jesus is a fabulous tunic an important part of what he brought to the world? Nowhere. It is completely without meaning. It has serves no purpose. A fabulous term, Nick, serves no purpose. Uh, as for him seeing everyone as a sibling child of God, yes, maybe. But again, what did the Nicene Creed? It talked about how he died. He was resurrected, how he went to heaven. Very important things. If you're a Christian, the blood of Christ is very important. That's the whole essence of the faith. Without that, you kind of don't have much. No mention of that here. Instead, he's got two dads with a non-binary con. And he's got a fabulous tunic. <laughs> That's really it. What is also mentioned in the Nicene Creed? Jesus, the for our salvation, came down from heaven. Salvation. That's what all religions are looking for. Salvation. Salvation on some level. In Sanatana Dharma, it's a different type of salvation that we seek. We seek to get away from the materialism of this world. We seek to know God. We seek to know something bigger than ourselves. And that is what is missing from the Sparkle Creed. God is not bigger. God is exactly like us. Or exactly like a gay or lesbian non-binary person. They're beautiful, and they're rainbow, and they're loving. There's nothing there about salvation. Also, the Nicene Creed says that Jesus shall come again to judge. Judgment is very important. We have that, too, in Sanatana Dharma. I've talked about that in some past episodes, uh, where you can go to a figurative hell. It's not the same. You, you, you'll 
burn through your karmas and then come back to here or wherever. Um, we all know Yama, the Lord of the Dead. And we know in Sanatana Dharma, your karma will, you know, keep you from knowing God or or have you become an animal or a tree or something. And what we want to do is burn away our bad karmas. We understand in Sanatana Dharma that there is some sense of judgment by God. Not quite the same as in Christianity or, or maybe Islam or some other religions. But we know that there are things we should do and we should not do. We know there are things that are bad for us. We know there are things that will trap us on this earth. I talked about in my last show with attachment. If you are attached to women, you'll be stuck with women for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime until you realize that that's not the greatest thing, is to be attached to women. You know what I mean when I say attached to women. I don't mean like your wife or your girlfriend or your mother or whatever. I mean, you know. Where in the Sparkle Creed does it say anything about judgment? Quite the opposite. It avoids any reference to judgment. It avoids any reference to doing anything bad. It avoids talking about sin. To the end of, uh, uh, at the end of the Nicene Creed, it talks about, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. You may talk about what is a sin or what is not a sin. We could have a long discussion about that in Sanatana Dharma. I think the concept of sin of the Christianity has sort of seeped in. I think there's a concept of sin that we have, but it's it's a little different. Uh, but for a generic Christian, let's say, they will uh, have some things that they shouldn't do. Shouldn't have an affair on your wife. You shouldn't sleep with your relatives. You shouldn't steal. Um, some say you shouldn't be homosexual. Um, you shouldn't gamble on ever. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't do things on Sunday. And the list goes on depending upon what branch of Christianity you're in. We all know what sins are. They're bad. Where is the mention of sin in the Sparkle Creed? There is none. There's no sin here. Really, it's just this rainbow of beauty and diversity and everyone's diverse. There is no sense of sin. There is no sense that you're in this Sparkle Creed that anyone is doing anything bad. There is no sense of change. There is no sense of making yourself better. Actually, the whole creed has you basically God from you're basically God. You're you're just perfect. You're just a wonderful patch on this AIDS quilt. God is very small. Um, that is what this is teaching. That is what this Sparkle Creed is teaching. That there is no huge God. That God isn't some big thing with sins and commandments and laws and rules. And there's no such thing as karma. You're not going to get trapped. You're not going to do anything. At Life is just this beauty and this diversity from this non-binary God. And he's gay and maybe you should be gay. And that's that's what this is. You know what this sounds like, don't you? 
New Ageism, where essentially people create a god that represents them, that looks like them. I've talked about my friend, ex-friend, who considers himself the voice for the world of Kali. Yes, Kali, our Kali. He is the voice. Um, when he talks about her, it's interesting because he knows nothing about Sanatana Dharma at all because she doesn't know much about him. Strange. She doesn't know anything about her religion. He has no idea anything about her other than what Wikipedia tells. Very, very strange. She would be so ignorant of her own religion. Well, come to find out, Kali is uh, pro-gay. He's gay. She is also a former liberal who is part of the walkaway movement and now votes for Trump. Funny, funny that. You, you wouldn't have expected that reading about Kali from the scriptures that she was a walkaway liberal Trumpster. Funny. And it's funny because that's, that's what he is. It's ironic that. Let's see. Um, Kali approves if you collect uh, unemployment and don't bother looking for a new job because working is just hard. She approves of that. She, she approves that you, you shouldn't have to work. She also approves of spending a good chunk of change on pornography and then having to ask friends for money to pay your rent. Kali approves of that. I mean, pornography is not approved of, really, but she approves of that. It, it's really funny. Everything he does good, she approves of. Anything other people do to him that he doesn't like, she doesn't like either. It's, it's really funny how that works, how God is exactly like this guy. How sometimes he would decide he just didn't want to go to work because he just didn't feel like it because he was in a spiritual place or his astrology said something. So he wouldn't go in. And Kali approved of just blowing off work and not having responsibilities, not being an adult. She approves of that, I guess. It's, it's funny, you know. And um, when the manager said, you need to stop or you will be fired, Kali was so upset. This manager just didn't understand. And when the manager finally fired this person, that's how I know this person, when manager fired him for messing up, it's really strange how Kali was all upset about this. Hmm. I'm being sarcastic because sometimes I just don't know how to respond to something. Essentially, this is a person who decided for whatever reason, Kali was his person and has now created a god that is in his control, that reflects him, that is him. He's created, he's just created his own thing. It would be as if I took a stuffed animal. I have Eeyore right here and um, I'm, I'm manipulating Eeyore and Eeyore goes in the kitchen with me and does things with me. We all know that Eeyore isn't a real person and there's nothing real here. I've created this little Eeyore puppet, you could say. That's what he's done. He's created God in his own image. Excuse me. <coughs> he has created a god, really. And that's what this Sparkle Creed is doing. It is telling people that everything they do is good. Don't worry about sins. Don't worry about any of that. And God is basically looks like you and acts like you. And you can do anything you want because God is God is gay, I guess. So as I said at the beginning of the show, you know, what does this matter? Well, it's steering people away from God. 
Because if you know what I say all the time, God is bigger than us. And when God is no longer bigger than you, God really isn't God anymore. You're not following God. You're following, well, my friend with Kali. And if you can do whatever you want and you can follow whatever you want and there's no sins or anything, you're, well, you're not following the words of God. And what are the words? Well, for me, the Srimad Bhagavatam, the um, Bhagavad Gita, those are my words of God. You're not following them if you can do whatever you want. And God approves of whatever. That's just my feeling on this. Uh, there's probably so much more that could be said on this creed, particularly from a Christian point of view. I just see this and it just makes me sad that people follow, are, are getting wrapped up in a creed that promotes narcissism, that promotes not knowing God, that promotes anything that doesn't promote the authority of the scriptures. And for me, the authority of the scriptures is actually a big thing. Uh, when I didn't have a scriptural basis and I was floating from here and there in my own spiritual search, I found I never really knew God. When I was doing a tarot reading today and, and shaking some incense tomorrow and doing this or that, I never really knew God. It's when I committed myself to the scriptures that I found something great and that my spirituality blossomed. And that's why I read them on this channel and the other channels that I broadcast these shows on. So you can all find these scriptures and maybe they'll help you in your search. So I put a lot of weight into scriptures and this, this, the sparkle creed is not scripturally based. It's just based on making a God that looks like us. And that leads people away. And that just makes me sad. It just makes me sad. So uh, this has probably been an interesting show, but you never know what I'm going to come out with in these live programs. Anything that interests me, current events, a little bit of that. <laughs> and I must confess, as I said at the beginning of the show, it's swelteringly hot and... Um, I'm exhausted from only a few nights of uh, a few hours of sleep last night, but I'm feeling better talking about this. This has kind of livened me up. If you saw me when I walked through the door from coming home from work, I was like, "Ugh, horrible." But I feel good now, and it's funny. I've done shows before, and I walked away going, "I feel good," because I enjoy talking about God, even if I'm rambling on something or uh, lamenting the point and killing it with a dead horse. There's something good about talking about God. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up and say thank you for joining me. Thank you for sitting here with me. Uh, feel free to comment down below. If this is controversial and you don't like what I've said, feel free to comment on that too. Uh, yeah, Whatever, as always. And with that, I'm going to close this out and say thank you. Thank you. And I wish you the best in your spiritual journey. That's what this is. I want the best for you. So from Portland, Maine, here on a Friday night, all the best to you, wherever you are. Jai Shri Krishna. Jai Shri Swami Narayan. Om Shri Krishna Sharanam Mamaha. Hmm.